0: welcome back to the Promethean Perspective Advent Series where we continue to delve into the Word of God, the love letter from God to us so that we can continue to just grow in love of Him and realize that He is love and that He desires to draw us ever closer to His sacred heart. And today is the second Wednesday in Advent. It is also the second week of Advent. And today, I am so excited for today's episode because today is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception and I have just been celebrating her so very much this morning and just delighting in her. I had the great privilege of praying Vespers last night with a religious community who. Uh, really stressed the importance of Our Lady's heart as our home, and one of the sisters was giving a meditation on how Our Lady, in many ways, is a consolation to our Lord because of the purity of her heart and the virtue of her life, and I think in many ways, you and I are given many opportunities to be a consolation to Our Lady as her beloved children that she can delight in. Christ gives her over to us as our mother, and we are to embrace that and to delight in the heart of Our Mother and to glorify Our Lady, not not because of um our Lady has, you know, being the one that we pray to or anything of that nature, but because Our Lady is deserving of honor, has our Lord's mother, she is deserving of respect and dignity, Has a virgin who said yes to God and gave her all. She's an example for us of how to pursue virtue, of how to pursue purity, and how to be celebrated today on the Immaculate Conception where she immaculately conceived our Lord, or er, sorry, excuse me, where she herself was immaculately conceived so that she in turn could uh, be the immaculate vessel of the holy tabernacle the ark of the covenant for our lord so let us delve into today's readings and reflection shall we so today's readings begin with um as always uh through with and in the fathers we pray in the name of the father son and the holy spirit so as i already mentioned today is the solemnity of the immaculate conception of the blessed virgin mary and our readings take us through Genesis, um, the Psalms, of course, and then into Ephesians and also the Gospel of Luke, because today is a very special feast day celebration of Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception. So let us begin with the first reading, the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 9 through 15. After the man Adam had eaten of the tree, the Lord God called to the man and asked him, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. Then he asked, Who told you that you were naked? You have eaten, then, from the tree of which I have forbidden you to eat. The man replied, The woman whom you put here with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, so I ate it. Lord God asked the woman, then, Why did you do such a thing? And the woman answered, The serpent tricked me into it, so I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you shall be banned from all the animals, and from all the wild creatures. On your belly shall you crawl, and dirt shall you eat, all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head, and you will strike at his heel. The man called his wife Eve, because she had become the mother of all the living. Our response to is Psalm, Psalm 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. The Lord has done, made his salvation known. In the sight of the nations, he has done and revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully then to the Lord, all you lands. Break into psalm and sing praise. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Second reading uh, from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 3 through 6, and 11 through 12. Brothers and sisters, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens, as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him. In love, he destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ, in accord with the favor of his will, for the praise of the glory of his grace, that he granted us in the beloved. In him we are chosen, destined in accord with the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things according to the intention of his will, so that we might exist for the praise of his glory, we who first hoped in Christ. A gospel according to the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But Mary was greatly troubled at what he said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. So the readings from today are just stunning. I mean, the readings always are just beautiful, but in light of the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, the readings just bear a particular vibrancy, a particular light. And I think that really is an example and just points to the light of Our Lady. Uh, And her just faithful response of, yes, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let anything that the Lord desires of me be done according to your word. As she says in Luke, uh, Luke chapter one, verse 38. So happy solemnity to you all. This is a truly beautiful day to celebrate and to honor our lady in the glorious and miraculous conception of our blessed mother, which was an act of God's utmost mercy and profound desire to bring our Lord into the world, eh, the incarnate word, through the immaculate heart and the immaculate life of Our Lady. So it is very fitting, I think, that we uh, take time to reflect on the immaculate conception. Has God's mercy? Because mercy is a great gift from God and we don't earn or merit the gift that God gives us of His mercy because God's mercy is not owed to us. If it were. It wouldn't be mercy. It would be considered our right. But we have no right to mercy, truly, because we're undeserving of it. We're unworthy of it. Mercy is, is is a gift that is given completely and utterly freely by God. And not only is it given, but it is given tenfold in such abundance. And so on this beautiful solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, it is important to look at, at this gift of mercy with two perspectives. So the first being that when we celebrate the Immaculate Conception, or we say the Immaculate Conception, we, we mean that when God created Mary, has the Blessed Virgin Mary, he created her without sin, without stain. And this was done through a prevenient grace. So this grace given her is an act of God's beautiful mercy, his perfect and gratuitous mercy. She didn't earn or merit mercy, but God in his goodness um, chose out of love to create her without original sin so that he in turn would have a suitable vessel by which his son, um, the second person of the Trinity, would be able to come into the world. And so so Mary, for her part, embraced this gift. She remained sinless throughout the entirety of her life, all through free will. See, many people don't realize that Our Lady was immaculately conceived, and she was without sin when she bore our Lord, but all through her free, through her free will. She could have easily chosen to sin. She could have easily chosen to say no. She had free will. Those powers weren't limited to her. She still maintained a full functioning capability of choosing freely, but she didn't choose what she desired over the will of God. And in turn, the will of God was what she ultimately desired. Do you understand what I'm saying? That the grace that God gave her of his mercy, she chose and continued to choose to say yes to him throughout the entirety of her her life by remaining sinless. So... The second perspective that we can appreciate God's mercy from is that by God creating our blessed mother immaculately, he did not keep Mary for himself, that he instead chose to make Mary um, immaculately conceived. And by crafting this perfection of a creature, um, he permitted her to be our own mother. So the Immaculate Mother is in turn now our spiritual mother in the order of God's grace and mercy. So this also is, is an act of perfect gratuitous mercy on the part of God and his abundance of love because we can never, oh, pardon me, the laptop is speaking, uh, we can never truly deserve a spiritual mother and, and vessel of purity and virtue such as Mary, but we have her and she is there interceding for us and bestowing on us many, many graces There's a quote by St. Maximilian Kolbe that when we do our work day to day, we are to only work with one hand because with the other hand, we are to hold on to our lady because our lady will show us how to say yes to God. Our lady will show us how to lay down our wills and our desires and to align them perfectly and fully, surrendering them all to our Lord so that we may continue to say yes to anything and everything the Lord asks asks of us. So we're going to reflect upon today the twofold gratuitous gift of God's mercy that he not only created Mary Immaculate out of mercy, but he also gave her to us as mother and queen. So I encourage you, I urge you to seek her motherly care, her motherly counsel, not just during this Advent season, but throughout the fullness of this year. So let us end with a prayer. Dearest Mother, Mother of, of our Lord, of our beloved Christ, mother of a crucified son who is victorious in all things, of love, of goodness, of beauty, and truth. Permit us to gaze upon the beauty and the holiness of your life, of your yes, who is perfect in every way. Sweet mother, permit us to have the awareness that you have been granted this grace from God with which you perfectly and freely cooperated with Through your own yes, may we realize that we have the same opportunity to say yes to our Lord. Permit us to always rely on your motherly love and your tender care so that we can continue to allow um, your presence in our life so that we can bestow um, upon you the correct honor and dignity that is due. And you, in turn, can bestow upon us the grace of your Son in accord with his plans. So, dearest Mother, thank you for the gift of your Son. Remain in our hearts so that Christ may be born in our hearts as well. Mother Mary, we love you. Help us to increase our love for you. Let our hearts um, be so united to your sons. Um, Continue to pray for us and intercede for us, Blessed Mother. And continue to give us um, the grace needed to trust in your Son. We ask all this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, and enjoy this beautiful solemnity of the Immaculate Conception.